Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. I have a great story for you. A physician had an experience that occurred during her medical training. She received a low grade from her supervising physician. It took her by surprise because she knew she was one of the best interns in her group. She asked her supervisor for an explanation and he replied that she didn't know as much as the others. Now she knew from her day-to-day dealings with her peers that she was one of the most knowledgeable, not the least. So she asked him what evidence had led him to this conclusion. And he told her, you ask too many questions. Okay, so first, wouldn't you want a physician who was well-trained and asked questions? And then, is that the time to change what you're doing, throw in the towel, or keep going? As a leader, perseverance is a quality that moves you from the impossible to the possible. Now, personally, I've started and restarted so many times in my life that I can't even remember all the chances I had to take along the way. I think the combination of perseverance and resiliency kept me going. You be the judge. Let me share some of the biggies. I started a new career in the insurance industry at the age of 40 as a single mom knowing nothing about that industry. I came through the ranks of insurance agents as one of the only women, and I became an agency manager without ever having any formal training or mentoring. Our agency had no presence in North Carolina, and I was asked to build an agency there. So for 47 weeks, I traveled each week from Connecticut to North Carolina to establish an agency before moving there. Two years later, I was asked to move to Dallas to take a corporate position building sales training not knowing a soul there. I resigned from that big position to jump into the unknown again. I started my company selling in a skirt at the age of 55 and branched way outside my comfort zone. Perseverance seemed to be my middle name. 
So if I could do it all over, would I do it differently? No. Did I make mistakes? Definitely. Were there risks worth the rewards? Absolutely. Did I ever want to quit? Well, let me count the ways. But I never did. For me, perseverance and resiliency were the only options. Since taking action can entail risk, ask yourself these three questions that may help you address whether or not you want to dive in or head for the hills. Number two, if I choose to take this risk, what might this cost me? And the third is, if I choose not to take this risk, what might it cost me? While it's easy to say no risk, no reward, we all know that nothing in life is guaranteed. Even if you take a risk, there may not be an immediate, obvious, or sizable reward. Of course, if you don't take the risk, there's always zero chance of a reward. So the question remains, do you move forward towards the risk or do you simply retreat? Let's consider the benefits. Taking risk opens up new challenges and opportunities. Start small and work your way up to something bigger. Taking risk broadens your horizons. You'll leave your comfort zone and enter bold new territory. Once you're there, you're on your way to even more opportunities. Taking risk will spark your creativity. New situations will require you to open your mind and find new ways to solve problems. And taking risks, well, they can result in something truly amazing, perhaps even well beyond your training and your imagination. Every person who experiences success has also seen their share of failures, but those who are serially successful learn from their failures, figure out how to overcome them, and conquer their fears so they can apply what they learn and try again. As Josh Shipp said, perseverance is stubbornness with a purpose. We're going to take a short break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. When we come back, you're going to hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about perseverance and resilience. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Now, a time for my extremely special guest, Kimberly Love. She's an author, a radio host, and a resiliency and mental toughness coach. She works to empower women to overcome struggles to live their life of their dreams. She's a survivor of abuse and published her memoir explaining her journey and how she wants to help women to heal and believe in themselves. So welcome to the show, Kimberly. I am super excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love it here. Awesome. So the discussion of the day, perseverance and resilience. What do you think when you hear of those two words? I kind of think of power when I hear those words. I have gone through a lifetime of what feels like rebuilding myself. And 
to me, when I look at someone who's persevered, I instantly imagine what kind of struggle they had to have gone through to even hold that kind of title. And I respect anybody that's gone through something and done that. Okay. And so do you think that it takes courage to have those qualities? Absolutely. I think that, but as it sounds, not everybody can do it. There have been lots of people that have crumbled underneath their struggles or weren't able to make something of themselves. And I think that the people that do definitely do deserve the the title of courageous because it's not an easy thing to do. And that's why so many people do crumble under the pressure of, of their struggles because it's not easy. And the people who do make it through, I believe it's because they have that mental toughness within them. Interesting. Okay. So let's talk about one of my favorite topics, women. And we both know that women can get stuck where they are in their lives. We put everyone ahead of us. We may not be ready to invest in ourselves. We just maybe aren't ready to ruffle any feathers. And yet we all go through stuff. But one of the amazing things we do is we try to move on, but sometimes we can't do it by ourselves. So you inspire and motivate and empower women to move forward in their own lives. And you create a life to help them, but they truly, truly desire. Can you give our listeners some ideas about how you begin that process? I mean, sometimes it's even hard for somebody to come to you and say, Kim, I need help. So there's the first piece. But what do you do to, to help somebody begin the process of not just healing, but bouncing back? Well, I think the first thing that anybody can do, even if it's just you trying to help a family member through a struggle, I think the best thing and the first thing that you can do is just to listen. It takes a, a great deal of, of strength and courage for someone to even talk about the things that they've gone through. And some will hold that story inside them for years because they can't talk about it. They, they don't want to talk about it, whether that's around shame or fear or something else. They can't talk about it. So if someone's actually sitting down and telling you their story, the best thing that you can do is sit there and listen. And I think that's the stepping stone for everybody. If you're going through something, you would be surprised what can be brought out of it just by sitting and talking about it. Um, I think a lot of sexual abuse survivors and domestic abuse survivors experience that for sure because once they get a chance to tell their story, they feel empowered. And it usually happens where their empowerment leads to wanting to help other people who have gone through the same thing. So I think the very first step is talking and listening. And that's the best thing that you can do for anybody. And we know that essentially just because when you sit around coffee with your girlfriends and you're just sitting there talking about life, how amazing do you feel after that talk? It's so simple. And yet a lot of us don't do it. I lived for many years in a domestic abusive situation where you know, I felt I wasn't worth anything better than that. And so I sat in it for years and it took a lot of strength to get out of that. And I think many people experience others saying like, why'd you stay in that? Like, why can you have just walked out the door? And I think that's where we go back to, you know, if you've never actually lived that situation, it's really hard to imagine what it's like being in it. But, you know, people who are abused, they, they feel like that's it for them, that they don't deserve any. And that's part of their abuser's goal is to make them stay and make them feel like crap all the time. And that's why they don't leave. And I think for people around them, whether that's a family member or a coach or something like that, build the people up in your lives so that they realize they need to get out, that they realize that they deserve better. So that's how I feel there. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times we just 
don't know how to move forward and if somebody is really going to listen or they'll believe you or whatever that is. But I also think there there's something that that's that happens now in this day and age is that most people are not being present. Most people are always looking down at their watch or they're looking down at their phone or they're looking down because they, you know, I mean, we're going to miss something major. And so people aren't present. And so when you're telling your story, when you finally get up enough courage to tell somebody that you do need help or that you just need somebody to listen, they're not always present. And I think that's the most disturbing thing. Because I know when I'm in a meeting and somebody keeps looking at their watch, looking at their watch as if... You know, I always tell people if, if it's blood or, or bones, it's an emergency. But if it's what somebody's eating, you don't have to look at a picture. Right. Right? right? <laughs> no, and that's think, so true. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the problem. Do you think that has something to do that we just don't know how to be present? Yeah, I think that's definitely something that everybody is going through now that technology is what it is these days. And that is the unfortunate thing. It is very tragic because even just walking through the mall or walking into a coffee shop, like, there was a day when you would see people reading books and now it's, you know, they're just so into the social media that they can't even look up. And I've had people run into me in the mall because they were looking at their phone. And that's scary because when I think of it, I think about the dangers of women and mm-hmm. walking the streets alone. And if you're paying attention to your phone, you're not aware of your surroundings, right? Absolutely. You're not aware that you could be in danger. And that's the unfortunate part. And I definitely think that people need to engage more on a human level rather than just saying, oh, what's my friend doing on Facebook? You know, call her up and invite her out for coffee. Do that instead. Well, it's funny you say that because when people say to me, well, I couldn't reach so-and-so, you know, they just aren't answering their texts. Pick up the phone. Just pick yeah. up the phone. I mean, what's, what's so hard about picking up the phone? That's a lost art. But, you know, you have a saying that you say, and I, I just want you to talk, uh, talk to us about it. You talk about learn to surf the waves of life that hit us instead of letting the waves just knock you down. Talk about how that affects your life or how it can affect somebody else because it's very powerful and you can, and it's a good visual also. Yeah. Well, I think that a lot of people think that when you go through something bad, when it's done, it's done. You know, I just got to get through this bad thing and then I'm going to be okay. But that's not really the realities of life, right? Even if we do get through one struggle, there's usually one around the corner, right? You know, it's not just we live life and we are, we're in relationships and marriages and have jobs we hate or whatever the case may be. And just because you've gotten through one struggle doesn't mean that you're never going to go through anything bad again. So I think it's really important to teach women or people in general that, yes, you survived that, but let's get you to the point where you can survive the next thing instead of letting it crush you every single time. And a lot of people who have gone through my journey with me, the one thing they always say is, how on earth did you survive that? How on earth did you not just die in a ditch somewhere? And it's because I have perseverance. It's because I've been through struggles, but I also know that the next one could come and I'm ready for it. I'm always ready for it so that when it hits, like that wave, when it hits me, I'm not tumbling in the waves and and drowning and unable to get to the surface. I've prepared myself through resiliency and mental toughness so that when that wave hits, I'm surfing it. I'm getting through it. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And that's the goal that I have with teaching women is that, you know, things are going to happen. We may not even be aware of them, that they're coming. And I think the important thing is to learn to ride these waves because they're always there. It's life. Life is hard. You know, it's not meant to be easy. 
And I think that the goal here is to always make sure you can get through those struggles without going into a deep depression or, you know, thinking that your life is over or I can't get out of this bad relationship or whatever the case may be. Ride those waves and make sure that you can get through those things rather than letting it overwhelm you and overcome you all the time. So that's kind of what that little quote means Mm -hmm. about, you know, always being strong for your family, for you, for your children in that way. Well, and you could take the strong the uh, another way also, because when you are going through something like that, when you finally do break free, people look at you and say, I'm surprised you stayed so long because you're so strong. Yeah. But it, it's not always about the strength. It's the strength. It is the strength to leave, but it's, it's not always about how strong you are. It's, there's so many other factors that go into it. You know, and I always tell people, you have to change your mindset. If you change your mindset, you'll change your life. And it yeah. sounds simple, but it really isn't. So how do you talk to your clients about like rewinding those tapes that we have in our head so we can change our mindset? Because it isn't well, as easy as it sounds. You, you really have to concentrate on it. Yeah. Well, like you said, changing mindset is everything. And I, I know that's how I got out of my abusive relationship. And I mean, even if it's just getting through, you know, a bad day at work or something, mindset is everything. And it can be hard to change it from where you've been complaining for like six years straight and, oh, now I'm just supposed to be someone different. Well, it's not about being someone different. It's just the way you talk to yourself in your own head. And that's a daily activity. It's not just like all these people who are, who are preaching mindset and, and living positivity they didn't just do it. And that was it. You know, it's a day by day thing. And what I do for my clients is I help them to set up a morning routine. Because that's what I do. I wake up and the first thing I do is a journal and it's journals. It could be like my goals for the month. It could be affirmations about how freaking amazing I am, or it could be what I'm grateful for that week or that day. And I follow that with meditation you know, about the kind of things I want to bring into my life or the things I'm grateful for. And I think, you know, I do that within getting up and I have my first cup of tea in the morning, you know, I end it all with a workout. And to me, after something like that, it's impossible to have a bad day. And I think that a lot of us are waking up and we're miserable. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't want to go to work, you know, so you're already miserable. You're starting your day off feeling like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be doing this. You go out the door and then you know, you find out you're late in traffic, you're, you know, one thing after the other is happening to you. And it's bad. And it's because of your mindset, you started your day feeling like crap. And that's usually how your day ends up, you come home, you feel like crap. But the goal of having a morning routine, I feel is if you get yourself jazzed up first thing in the morning, then it's really, really hard to get off that beat. You know, you leave the house, you're feeling amazing. You know, you think you're awesome already. You know, you're going to get your Starbucks or whatever the case may be, and you just fly through your day. And I think that's something that I like to start, at least with my clients, is to get them in a routine that already has them feeling good. And that's an everyday thing. Like I said, like you, you know, when I wake up and I realize that the alarm didn't go off and I didn't get to do my morning routine, I am completely thrown all day long. Like I feel like I'm just off something's not right. And I think that's the importance of a morning routine. And you can make it whatever you want it to be, whatever makes you feel good in the morning. That's what you do. It doesn't need to mimic mine. Do whatever will make you feel good and and set you on the right track for your day. 
What about at the end of the day? Do you ever do an affirmation at the end of the day or like when you're ready to fall asleep? So that's the last thought that you have? Yeah, I usually do a podcast at the end of the day, just as I'm getting ready for bed, something that's positive, you know, again, gets me in that mood. But I also like to do my day planning for the next day before Mm -hmm. I go to bed so that I don't feel like, oh, I'm starting the day already late. You know what I mean? So I like to put my goals for that day already in place the night before so that it's already there. I know what I'm expecting. I know what I'm doing, what has to be accomplished. Let make sure that I'm not, you know, offset with my next day. But yeah, I totally believe that like ending your night, the same way you start your morning is really important because, you know, things can happen throughout the day to get you off key. You know, you may have gotten that bill that you weren't expecting and, you know, your car broke down, whatever the case may be. And it's just good to always start and end your day on a good note. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so tell us about Crushing 40. Crushing 40 kind of just fell into my lap. I published my memoir a year ago, and it kind of just exploded. It's my story of not only going through family abuse, but then domestic abuse as well, and how I kind of pulled myself out of that and, you know, became the successful woman that I am. And the radio show was actually offered to me as a means of building up women and empowering women in the same way that I feel like I have been empowered. So, you know, on the show, we have like tons of awesome guests. Sometimes coaches come on. I've had a few celebrities come on. And, you know, the the idea is just to have someone's story on there that will inspire others. So it's somebody who has gone through a personal struggle and has overcome it and has basically living the life of their dream. So that's kind of what I'm promoting with the show you know, it feeds off of my book. And then because of the radio show, I I was then offered into public speaking and coaching. So I truly feel that things happen for a reason. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I was scared to tell my story, but it kind of blew up my entire life in a good way. And I think that's a great example of why, you know, certain stories need to be told and we need to be helping each other through those stories. Awesome. I love that. Love it. I think that there's a lot of value when you share your message, whether it's on a podcast or a radio show or in writing or so on, because what happens is the person that's receiving it realizes they're not alone, that there's somebody else that has gone through this and they learn from it. So I, you know, I think that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of people contact me about the book in regards to how it made them feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing is more exciting you know, to put yourself out there and then feel like someone received it in the best possible way. I've had people contact me and say, I cried through the book and I saw myself there through every step. And, you know, when you're touching that other person's life and you're making them realize that they can grow beyond the person they thought they had to be, that's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about the book. You taste like whiskey and sunshine. Why did you sit down and write it? Was it for your own well-being or for others? Or both? I guess it probably started off as like my own personal therapy session. You know, I've struggled with a lot of things in my life, especially in my childhood. And there was a time where I just wanted to let go of it. I wanted to say, you know, I experienced that and I lived it, but I want, I want to move on now. And I want to say goodbye to that. And for me, writing that book, was just therapy for me. I'm putting it on these pages. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it after. And then I'm going to let it go. And 
that's how it all started. And I mean, as I had people reading it when it was just a manuscript, you know, I was encouraged to share it with other people. And I'm really glad I did, obviously. And I, I just believe that even if you never do want anybody else to hear your story, I think it's really powerful as a growth tool for people to journal their lives, journal mm-hmm. their struggles, and just put it out there and have it spoken in your own mind, you know, that can offer its own therapy because not everybody can, you know, take the stage and tell their story. And I think that you can just help yourself on a personal level just by writing it down and feeling it for a moment and then letting it go. And I think that if you haven't received this yet, you will be because there'll be somebody out of nowhere that will send you an email or send you a text or, or write something on your website or something and will say, because of you, you changed my life. Right. And that is like the greatest compliment to ever receive because you didn't start out looking for that compliment and it just right. came back to you. So I'm sure if you haven't gotten one yet, I'm sure it's on its way. Oh, thank you so much. So how can our listeners get connected with you? Well, I'm all over social media, so they can get me at my handle, Kimmy Love Author, K-I-M-M-I, Love Author. And then my website is www.kimmylove.com, K-I-M-M-I-L-O-V-E. You know, my website has everything. It has my speaking on it, my books, and how to connect with the Crushing 40 media tours and the show itself. So I'm everywhere. I certainly love to have people contact me and tell me just what they think about things. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. So what's the best advice you can share with women that are in leadership positions? Obviously, there's not enough women in leadership positions and there's more that are moving into them. So what would you tell them? I guess I would tell women to never give up. I think that even women in leadership, the the awesome thing about my show and connecting with the entrepreneurs that I've met is that even strong, successful women have their days of weakness. And I think that, you know, there are even times where they think like, am I really making an impact? Because Mm -hmm. especially with what's going on in society today, sometimes you do feel like, like, am I doing this for nothing? And I think that women everywhere, regardless of what you're doing, I think that you have to know that you are enough and that even just one person getting up there and speaking their truth and speaking, you know, their whatever leadership message that they have, that's helping even one person. And I think it's just really important to never give up on the mission that you have and to always do your best for, for women and everyone. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You are doing incredible things. And like I said, I know there's somebody out there reading your book or listening to you that's going to say to you in some way, thank you. So I do thank you and I'm excited to stay connected with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And it was definitely nice having this conversation. Thank you. And I want to leave everyone with this quote from Robert Kiyosaki. Losers quit when they fail. Winners fail until they succeed. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.